We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. It is good to be back. Tons of pro wrestling talk last weekend while we were gone. But it never ends, right? Because we had Survivor Series. We got to talk about that. AEW had the fallout from Full Gear. I have to talk about that today. So tons of pro wrestling talk again on this show. But make sure you guys check out our boxing and MMA shows as well. All three, again, this week, back to the normal rotation. We have a great MMA guest coming on, Brian Barberina, on this week's show, previewing UFC Orlando, which is happening this weekend. In the world of boxing, we had a title, well, I guess a title win last weekend during Thanksgiving that we have to talk about. And then this weekend, Tyson Fury's back. So And Chocolatito and Estrada. Chocolatito Estrada at night, Tyson Fury during the day on Saturday. That is going to be one hell of a day of boxing. Chocolate Tito Estrada 3. Yeah, almost, it's crazy fight weekend for boxing. Leading up to a crazy fight weekend for boxing a week later. And a UFC pay-per-view. So we are rolling heading into December. We're going to earn our Christmas break this year. Because <laughs> uh, so much to talk about in the world of combat sports. So we have it all here for you every week. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Dre. With wrestling, we had so much of it. I feel like we can start with the AEWs, the NXTs, and then kind of finish off with the Survivor Series. Full recap, what it meant to Raw, what it means going forward, everything we feel there. But first, I have to ask you a question. And this is a wrestling question that I've seen online. And I was like, you know what? Let's start with this because it's kind of general. Right off the bat, no, pre- I didn't prepare you for it at all. Wanted your honest opinion. Today. Who should Roman Reigns face at WrestleMania? Not who they're going to. Not who should he face? What's the best option today? It's it's, no one agrees online. Everyone is split. No, it's not The Rock. I'll tell you that much. It's not. It's not. If The Rock said yes, I'm in. Even if he said yes. For 15, 20 minutes, I'm in. Even if, but this is the, it's, I think it still should be Cody. 
I, like at this point, I think it should still be Cody. But I know a lot of people out there is like it should be Sami Zayn. Yep. And even if The Rock is down, they say it should be Sami Zayn. I just there's so much. I'm so more. I'm more interested in Sami and KO as a team. Yeah. Especially how how Survivor Series ended, how we're all started. Because it subverted expectations. They found a way to keep this story going that made it even more interesting now. And Roman is... Roman doesn't show up every week. He does not. So it's like the story The story remains with Jay and Jimmy and Sammy, right? And Solo, who's the wild card of the bunch. Roman, is, as much as he's been an advocate for Sammy, I, I can't... I wouldn't be mad at it if it happened, but it still feels like Sammy KO versus the Usos is the match to make at WrestleMania, and it steals the show. I asked that because I agree 100%. I think it should still be Cody. I think the pop he gets at the Rumble when he returns is going to be next level. They ran a, a package for him during this, like randomly during Royal Rumble, and I was like, oh, people are ready. He checked. Or, yep, during Survivor Series, like, nope, people are ready for him to come back. I, I think when he does return, it it's going to feel like a huge moment, a big thing. But this is eerily similar. Just give me the vibes of Kofi Mania. It's close. The, the organic build of it yeah. is like, when do you flip and just listen? Well, that's, that's a damn good question. Because if you're Triple H and you're sitting there and you took something that was completely organic and then you're like, this thing is... It's, it's the biggest thing that we have in pro wrestling. Like I tweeted after Survivor Series, the best story in pro wrestling by far is the bloodline. And it's primarily because of Sami Zayn and everything that he's done. Roman's been excellent. Jay has been excellent. Everybody's been excellent and played their part. But this is the best story. Sami Zayn has never held the major title. The, the, either the Universal or the W, whatever the fuck. He hasn't held that. And he's a guy, like if you stand him next to Roman Reigns, you're like, that guy? Yeah, that guy. Because he's, he's a, a goddamn hell of a worker. The underdog from the underground. So if, <laughs> if they, depending, and I feel like this is one of those things where things are slowly moving. Like, I know what they want to do. But it gets to a point where if you get close to the Royal Rumble, and you, I don't know if they figured out a way out of this yet. And not meaning that they don't have a plan. But they, I'm sure week by week they're like, maybe we should end it here. Nah, we still got some juice on it. If we get to the Royal Rumble, and if you do a heat check, where it's like Sami Zayn in the final four. And you're like, oh, shit. We can't not do this. Like, we can't not do this and pull the trigger. And the fans will be super behind it. It just leaves Kevin Owens with not much to do except being in the corner of his friend. You, Unless you can pivot and do KO solo. Well, what you can do, you could do a KO and solo feud. But you'd like to get a title out of that, right? Yeah. Because nothing would be better. And I say this hearkening back to Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Nothing would be better than seeing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn both holding titles at the end of WrestleMania. Yep. So that, that would be huge. I, you could either do a match that you could do that really has like no momentum at all right now. But if you booked it today, people are like, yeah, I could do that. KO and Gunther? Yeah, I would give the belt to Solo and have KO win it. Up. I would, that's the route you, you probably should go. You could bloodline cheat the way through. Yeah. To Gunther losing well, no, I to think Solo. You would get off of Like, Gunther shouldn't lose the title. Austin Theory should lose the title. No, no poor, they poor just got the title. I know, but I don't care. We'll talk more about Austin Theory and why he should not lose the title between now and Mania. He probably should. he's going to have one of the biggest matches if they're doing it right. At oh, Mania yeah. Yeah. On the yeah, absolutely. But 
this this whole thing is yeah. they have good problems right now. Yep. Like they have good not Vince McMahon problems. Vince McMahon fucked this shit all up. <laughs> <laughs> like he would just he'd burn this thing to the ground and ruin yep. everything. Triple H has like so many good problems because if you're looking ahead at WrestleMania and this, this Survivor Series, you like the only problem that you have is Ronda Rousey. Yeah. That's the only real problem you have. Every title has some juice behind it, depending on who they match up with. But Roman versus... And I can solve that Ronda problem as well. We'll get to that. We can solve that problem. Yeah, we'll get to that. We can solve that problem, but it's like Roman is the pinnacle, and it's like if you don't get the rock, which at this point, I'm seriously like, I don't, I'm, I don't want it. I'm You're okay. to stop calling? Yeah, like... <laughs> what if the rock's like, yo? Rock's looking at his caller ID, and he's like, they're not calling they're anymore. Not calling. No, they don't need you anymore. <laughs> They've moved on. The company yeah. is fine without you. Vince McMahon wanted you. Yeah. Needed you. Triple H is... They He's rocking out, with what he got. He is rocking. So, yeah, if it's Roman versus Cody and, dude, immediately, because some people go, well, where's the juice at? As soon as Cody shows up and he's like, my dad never won this title and you're keeping this thing from me and Roman's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what you want. Yep. Get out of here. Back in line. That It'll be huge. Him coming out just at the Rumble. If he wins it and then you have a month you got a whole nother pay-per-view. No, oh, listen. But like you have a month. Is to there build a pay-per-view between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania right now? This is what's weird. They haven't named it. Right. There's a pay-per-view, I think. The problem is, is that it's always elimination chamber. But you don't have a separation of the titles. Right. So what are you eliminating? <laughs> like, so you can't have a Royal Rumble winner and an elimination chamber winner. No. <laughs> unless Roman Reigns both days one title one day one title the other and that's how you split the belts that would be interesting yeah it just don't feel like that's the route they're going to go and especially when Triple H in the post media scrum was talking about he's got to get rid of hell and cell because he gets it it's so funny because he's like but get, that's he also said off. like you can't get rid of elimination chamber because no. there's no organic place to do an elimination I challenge chamber. you to fight five other people in this <laughs> chamber and we'll come out in timed increments and that's how we're going to end yeah. this week. that doesn't make sense yeah. if it's elimination chamber then okay but it's it's Royal Rumble's at the end of January. Literally the last weekend of January. WrestleMania is the first weekend of April, which is like not even completely two months, right? Because February is a short month. You go into March and then you're at WrestleMania. So, and it feel, they mentioned that they're going to do some big pay-per-view in India. Not a lot should change between what happens at the Rumble going into Mania. The storyline should just swell. That's like, I don't want roadblock like, get them shits out of here. I don't need these, these dumb pay-per-views in the middle. Just give me the story that I want and then build it for weeks. I think those pay-per-views are, are more suited for those auxiliary feuds where, yeah. like, now you can have a women's title defended on there. You can have, like, Gunther wasn't on this pay-per-view. He can damn near headline a middle pay-per-view. Like, if they had day one still. Like, he should probably just headline that. Like, you don't need Roman defending it again or some stupid, like, rematch of a rematch of a rematch no, like they used that. to do. Yeah. Like, that shit was horrible. So I think there's there's way to really build out that narrative. But you can also do it on TV, which is what we're noticing. Right. It's like, hey, how do we get viewership up? Maybe we do a little less premium live events and play out most of these on weekly television and people will want to come and show up. Because we have title feuds and changes and big matches. 
So I think they're realizing that as well. So that was interesting. I was, I was just wondering, I was like, yeah, if, if it starts reaching Kofi mania levels of, of crowd wanting it, that's tough, but it won't until the turn happens. So you always got that in your back pocket. If the turn never happens, it's never going to reach that. You know, like the longer you draw out the turn, the longer you protect that you don't have to do it. So they, they're built into a really good spot. Let's talk AEW then real quick and NXT um, before we get into the full Survivor Series rundown. AEW, the fallout from Full Gear. This week seemed like a little less ROH. Yeah, it was. A little bit. Outside of Jericho and Ishii. Yes. I mean, Ishii just puts on bangs. That's all he does. <laughs> and then uh, I think they also had, uh, what's the big dude? Who? Uh, with Jay Lethal. It was Jay Lethal oh, and, and Big Boy. Same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they wrestled, which is cool. Yeah. So, but it's still a little bit less ROH present, which I liked. But the fallout seems to be, again, Swerve is so good. Yeah. Yeah, him and Keith. That feud is going to be a banger. Yeah, like this episode of Dynamite, it felt like all the pieces are falling, slowly falling back into place from where they were after Brawl Out happened. And it feels like they're moving things in the right direction. Like the only ROH thing is we Claudio versus Jericho yeah. at Final Battle, which is like, all right, cool. That's cool. And they was like, that's enough. We can get out of here. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with Daniel Garcia because he's a big part of this with the pure title. But everything else is like, it's moving at a good pace. And Swerve and Keith Lee is like, I don't know, when do you do this match? Winter is coming, which is in like two weeks? Or Hopefully not. But if you don't do it then, your next pay-per-view is not until March. I'd milk it. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I just got to find a way. And, and they can find a way. Yeah. It's, it's because you don't have to be on TV every week with AEW. Yep. You can do a vignette in the back. You can, do, you can do a selfie and talk shit. Like, there's ways to get around it to drag this thing out. But you got to strike while the iron side as well, and you got to figure out a way to keep it fresh. But when it happens, oh. it's going to be great. Yeah, and if it does happen, if winter is coming, then that can't be the end of the. Film. No, absolutely not. Have they got like too much swerve to cheat or something, yeah. and then they extend it out. They got they have too much invested in these two, and it's and it's a great story, yeah. right? And it, I'll, I'll say it all the time. Remember, you guys were like, "Oh, elite whites and AWs white." Swerve and Keith Lee are not white, and they are in an epic no. program. Also, one thing I, that's a little shaky for me on the fallout is how long can you keep FTR away? Well, the, we're going to find that. I mean, so. Again, like, I love the acclaimed, but now you just have another tag team hop over FTR? Yeah. I mean, so who hopped over FTR? Uh, the came came out, uh, daddy ass, scissor fingers are back, and they are facing... Oh shit! I'll look it up right now. I had it. I'll let you know though. I can't. I can't remember. This is like yeah. Thanksgiving brain fog. But FTR, they 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 faced Top Flight on Dynamite, which was really good. Um, yeah, and it seems like they're going to be working at Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan. After that, I feel like, but if they're not competing for the titles by was that Revolution and was that March third, whatever that yep. is, if they're not there, I don't know what we're doing. They have to be in that title picture by then. They have to. They got the ROH titles right now. They'll have the IWGP tag team titles or do those at Wrestle Kingdom. And then it's like, daddy's home. Give us back our belts. 
Yeah, if they if they successfully defend their other titles between now and then, yeah, you got to give them that run because the claimed are great still, but I'm not sure a tag team needs a year long run all the time. You know, like I mean, FTR is like so good. They're, they're like one of the best tag teams in the world. Like they arguably have the match of the year with the Briscoes, two yes, of them, twice. and Aussie Open. The Aussie Open match is incredible. Like over at Sporting News, we're just doing our award show list, and I was like, "Oh my god, so much!" Like they, it's funny. Who's the wrestler of the year? Just, just an off, you real quick. Um, that's so tough to ask. I mean, wrestler, just in ring or overall? Just if wrestler, if you have a ballot, says who is the wrestler of the year? It's it's hard to not say Sami Zayn. He makes people care. Like, he has the best storyline. He's done the most this year. Almost none of that is contingent on what he's done in the ring. Right. And he's one hell of a wrestler. Yeah. I think Sami Zayn's had the best year out of anyone. But that that is to say, like, Will Ospreay is fucking crushed it. Will Ospreay is the best wrestler on the planet. On the planet, right? Like, like, like Kenny Omega was hurt a lot of the time. Yeah. That match at Wrestle Kingdom... There's not enough stars in the world. You can get that match. Dude, I, I sat because I sat here and I was doing our list and I had a list and we were at Sporting News. We were like, oh, we got to take some matches. There's too many damn matches on here. Yeah. And I started to look and I was like, yo, Will Ospreay's on this list like six times. Yeah. Will Ospreay's had five or six five star matches. I up. just rewatched him and Okada at Wrestle Kingdom and I was like, oh my God, this is actually the match of the year. It's close. Mm. I was like, I watched it again and I was like, Ospreay had a better match at G1. Him and him, him and Shingo at G one, and him and Okada at G one. Yeah, it was better. And him and Okada <laughs> at Wrestle Kingdom. Him and Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door. Oh my God, that was crazy. like this dude. Him, I don't know if anybody saw. I think it was Progress Michael Oku. Like he had, they had a singles match. It was unbelievable. I just, I was like, yo. <laughs> as much as Roman Reigns is probably the best character worker right now, who has that aura of a superstar. I don't know if we've ever seen a wrestler just string together a, a, a multiple performances like Will Ospreay. This dude is absolutely bananas. Yeah, it's in ring. It's one hell of a run. Oh, and then his, if you didn't watch it, if anybody didn't watch it, his match with Tetsuo Naito. Holy fuck! Like oh. we haven't we haven't seen a banger out of Naito in a minute. Yeah, and they went. That might be my favorite Osprey match. Oh yeah. my god! Like I'm like yo, because people are like oh. Him. How is he, like, we were talking, and I was like, yo, Will Ospreay is, like, as I was going down this list, I was like, there is nobody that has had matches consistently. Oh. Like, dude, him and Orange Cassidy, you can argue that's a five-star match at Forbidden Door. Then the last AEW match they had, which yes. was the trios match. The trio, like. In the tournament. Crazy. This man is unreal, right? If he wasn't a dick outside of the ring. Yeah. And had whatever issues he had with Bia Priestley and whatever, this dude would be hands down the best wrestler in the world. And him and Omega, yes, they're going to tear it down. That's why I'm having a wrestling wrestling kingdom party. Again. We haven't done this in a while because that match, oh my god, there will be no talking during this. Match. No, there'll be a lot of silence and chewing. Whatever we're chewing and drinking, yep, and a lot of jumping. But that that's the dude. But anyway, because when eventually Will Ospreay is going to find his way back into AEW to deal with Kenny Omega, whatever happens at Wrestle Kingdom, they're going to have to run this thing back. Hopefully, it's a double or nothing in Vegas. Hopefully, hopefully, but. Uh, that would be something like it's to the point only thing Osprey is missing and, and it's crazy is being on weekly television that's 
that's that's it. Because when he was on AEW, it's like, no, nah, it's promo work. Like it, it's weird because like him and Ricochet were at the same spot at one point. Oh, he's and then he's gone like completely different level because his promo work and everything, his, his heel, heel work is spectacular. Phenomenal. So <laughs> it's like only thing he needs is to have a microphone in his face every week, and people would really see that he's probably arguably the best wrestler on the planet. I don't in even, all regard. I don't even know if there's much of an art in terms of in ring. Nobody's fucking no, no, right. in ring right now. He's he's in ring the best professional wrestler, I, but he'd have an argument for all around. Yeah, if he was just at a platform that gave him that. That he's frightening to the point where it's like he's so good that even if you're like WWE and, and AEW, it's like even if we like, what do you do with him except put the title on him? Yeah, it's weird because I mean. He could feast on a mid-card. So you can, he'll give you mid-card banger after mid-card banger after mid-card banger. Like if you sign him tomorrow, you got to give him a belt. <laughs> but the belt could be a mid-card belt. But he's just putting on bangers with all the mid-card to the point of, yo, we got to shoot him to the top. It'd be pretty quick. Like, if you sign Will Ospreay, you got a year and a half turnaround. Like if you sign him to WWE, and then we'll get back to AEW in a minute. You sign him to WWE, you have Osprey versus AJ Styles. Yep. You have Osprey versus Finn Balor. You run the Ricochet match back. Yep. You can do him and Gunther. You can, like, him versus just about anybody. He gets the best match out of Austin Theory already of his career. If you look at the man's style, because he packed on muscle, so he's not just a flippy-dippy guy. He can power wrestle you. Like, he... The him versus blade. Seth Rollins would be... Seth That's Rollins. what I'm saying. Like, this man would put on nothing but bangers to the point where it's just like, he's the best wrestler in the world. Yep. I, I was just thinking and about the promo this. work would... Quickly, because he's such up to he's a tremendous heel. Oh, he's such an asshole. Like in real, like it's just like yo, just be you. That's one of the greatest things about like Japan and, and people. Like I guess I didn't realize it either. So until I started watching New Japan, like uh, all the time, all the time, I became a real big fan. When you are a top heel in Japan, when you are like the top gaijin, like it teaches you a ton. Like Finn Balor's promo skills are kind of like whatever. He's an amazing heel. Because he learned that there. <laughs> like, Kenny Omega can stumble over himself a ton in promos. When he turns heel, Omega's an amazing heel. When you're the top heel there, kind of follows you. And, like, you're, you're great at being a heel forever. It's one thing. Jay White is on that same level where he was, it was real shaky early. Oh, when he first showed up, he, he wrestled uh, Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. We were like, yeah. When you turn heel and they make you their top heel, his promos and it just phenomenal. So it's it's just they it builds something over there. Maybe it's playing to a crowd that really doesn't understand English. You got to be more emotion. You got to be like there's something about it that really makes amazing heels. Over there. Yeah. Anyway, the latest. Anyway, back to AEW real quick. Yes. So, oh, and the claimed. I guess it's just winter is coming, but they're gonna face uh, Jay Lethal. Ah, look, Jeff right. Jarrett. Yeah. I'm oh, that's saying. right. Yeah. But they're they're just biding time Look, if for they, their title match. If, if this here's how they fail this feud. If Jeff Jarrett doesn't do rap as crap, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> if Jeff Jarrett does not come back, I'll feel bad for Jay Lethal because you have to get in on this shit. Listen. But if you got if you don't do rap as crap with the acclaim, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> that's, that's the only that's the only way we can do this Love match. Hanging fruit. But it'll take it. Take it. Um, <laughs> another thing is uh, Stokely Hathaway was on Renee Paquette's uh, The Sessions. Uh, episode just came out. And Stokely, it's a great episode. Everybody should listen to it. Not just because Renee's my friend. It's, Stokely, like, it's a great conversation about Stokely Hathaway in his career leaving NXT. 
mental health issues and adjusting. One of the things that he talks about is the firm. And he says, in so many words, yeah, we, were, we had, it was all planned out. And then the guy we're supposed to feud with is no longer with the company. And I was like, oh my God, they were supposed to deal with CM Punk. And that's the reason why they're basically spinning their wheels. Because now what do you do? First of all, I don't even know how that would have played out. Obviously, they want to give Ethan Page like some type of big push. He's, he's he a was star. going to feud with Punk. Yeah. It's just now what? Like, he has a feud with Brian. Like, it, you, you got to put him in a position to feud with somebody. Yeah, it's messed up. Like, they messed up so much coming out of All Out. Like, it really turned over everything. Which, that's a hard reset button. It like is. when you don't want a reset button, that's the boom, everything reset. I was like, fuck. Yeah, because the firm was, it sounds like the firm was essentially built to deal with CM Punk while they figured out the MJF situation. Like, that's what they wanted to do, and they, and they blew it. Now it's, well, Ethan, all ego Ethan Page loses to Ricky Starks. Yep. At, and now winner is coming, Starks versus MJF, which is a good feud because it's hard to boo Ricky Starks. Yeah. It's really hard to boo that man. So even if he loses, and it should be by crook to MJF, Starks becomes a bigger star. Obviously, you again at some point, blah, blah, blah. But if you're the firm, it's like W. Morrissey, Ethan Page, the Ass Boys. It's like, what do we do now? A little ragtag. Yeah, it's group, like, like, they were kind of, And but if you're Stokely, who was a phenomenal mouthpiece, what do you do? Yeah, how do you sell that? You can't. That's a, that's a manager's key job, right? It's like selling. So how do you sell that? I have nothing to sell. No. Nothing. I was supposed to deal with CM Punk, which would made a great few, but I got nothing. And then looking at the, the ultimate fallout with MJF and Moxley comes down, cuts the promo. This was good stuff. It was good. I don't know where this is going. Well, because we, Regal don't come back. Then it internet interneting, and they're just like it was war games and like. Regal's going to go back to WWE. I was like, I don't know what that promo meant. Yeah, that. I don't think it meant that. I don't think it meant that, but I do think that they they have to kind of stretch this out. But it's like, I know Mox is like, I got to work again? I was going on vacation. <laughs> like, come on, man, send me home. But I thought it was excellent, the stare down with Regal and Moxley, and Moxley basically saying, just run. That's all I got to say to you. And Danielson getting in the middle of them. I thought it was good. Uh, I'm interested to see what MJF has to say on Dynamite this week and how they play this out. Again, if you didn't see MJF's uh, promo at the media scrum where he answered no questions, just, just <laughs> ran over everybody and left, phenomenal work. Uh, but I feel like AEW is like falling back into where they need to be. Uh, the Elite and Death Triangle had another great match. Yep. 2-0 <laughs> Death Triangle. They had to pull out the bite spot, though. <laughs> I know CM Punk was like, you motherfuckers. They just keep trolling Punk. It just makes you wonder, are you sure Punk is gone? I see that people are saying if he comes back, he's the biggest heel. He in is. He, in Chicago, they were saying fuck CM Punk. Yeah, that's tough. In Chicago. Like, Traitors. Right. <laughs> so if CM Punk comes back, because let's be clear, the best CM Punk has always been a heel CM Punk. Always. But it gets weird because I don't know how when you bring him back, MJF's your biggest heel in the company. Yep. He kind of. Well, but if MJF's Punk, only here for so long. But I mean, Punk, not saying they can't resign. No, 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 no. But it's like, I, Punk could be your second biggest heel. I don't know how you do this, 
but Punk would be such a massive heel. Like, they like had, if he came back double or nothing weekend as like a surprise and like just stared down, do you got to put him in the Omega feud? <laughs> no, I don't. Like, you, you can't got to keep him apart. I don't know. I don't know either. But there's so many things you could do because, dude, you can run back Punk, Punk and Brian Danielson. There's a lot you can do, but Punk has to be the best version of CM Punk, which has always been a heel CM Punk. They will print money if they bring him back as like one of the company's big. Now you have two huge, tremendous heels. Yeah. Shit, you can put the TNT title on, Punk. You do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. So it makes me wonder, when you do this stuff, all the conversations behind the scenes, like, you got a torn bicep. Don't say nothing to the media. Yep. Don't say a fucking word. We'll figure this out. And when it's time to bring you back, you're going to be nuclear. Time heals all, man. Yeah. So like, and money. Yeah. And like, we grown-ass men. Yeah. So... Yeah, so what? Somebody bit somebody. Yeah, I, yeah he's he stills no longer here. You know. Yeah. Right. Look, see, look, 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 punk. You can have your own dressing room. You can, you don't have to deal with the elite if you don't want to. But listen, if you want to do what's good for business, come back. We'll just turn you into a nuclear heel. Yeah, you can work Dax if you want to. Who cares? Yeah. But we'll give you a couple more dollars. And you know you want to be a heel. You know it. I think he likes money. Like he, if you up the money, yeah, he'll come back. He come back, and he can work. You know, he can he can work a lot of the guys that he still wants to work. Like mm-hmm. he talked about wanting to work Powerhouse and Darby and all those guys. Yeah, but Punk versus Jungle Boy. If Punk's like a heel, you know how how much you can help Jungle Boy in a feud like that. Uh, it's like Christian Cage storyline now, right? Times ten. It's like CM Punk and Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. You know how much you can help. Like as a heel, you can do. Punk came back. But was as he a, jaded towards that? Because he said he wanted to work with a lot of these people, but that was earlier. And then the last thing we heard him say was. I'm old, I'm tired, I'm working with a bunch of fucking children. Right. Like, but I think these, these people are closer to that latter statement. I, I, I think that is something to do with it. But I also think if CM Punk can play heel, I think it, it, if you really want to help the talent, be a heel. Because a heel will make a baby face out of anybody. A great heel. And if Punk was a great heel and doing tremendous heel work and heel promos, and like, you don't even have to be a great wrestler to be a great heel. You can just be a great heel. You can elevate so many people by being a heel. Being a babyface, the only thing you're doing is having great matches, which is nothing wrong with that. You and Dax had a, a fantastic match. But there's more value in you as a heel. Everybody knows. The new car center's off. Not only is the new car center's off, they don't fuck with you. No. So it's like somewhere punk for real, for real. When he he's like, I won the title and I'm going to WWE, but I'm going to hold on this ROA shit until my, my contract's up. You can hold the crowd hostage. Yeah. and. The overall, and we'll talk about Survivor Series next, the overarching theme of this, though, is do you want to leave your legacy with everyone hating? These are your hardcore fans. Like, is this the last impression you want everyone to have of CM Punk? Sadly, the sad part is <coughs> I don't think CM Punk cares. I, I think deep down, he, he does. Like, I think he'll care later, <coughs> but like right now, he doesn't care. Right now, he's the guy who's like, why did I come back? Yeah, but now you did come back. Ruined all the good equity you had. Yeah. Now you're now you're in it. So now what? Well, I'm, I'm very curious how this plays out. But it feel it feels like the the way that they do things on television and the way they battled the CM Punk chance and the A steel bite angle like part in the match. I was like, maybe they're not done with Punk and they're still trying to figure things out because there's nothing has been announced. They keep talking about this buyout. Yeah. But we've heard nothing. No. It's, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see the CM Punk saga play out and if there's an end to it. 
it's it should be fun. Now, let's talk survival. No, series. we got to talk about scripts in NXT. Oh, what are you come doing? Come on, man. You're actually wanting me to talk about scripts? Yes. Listen, this is the only question <laughs> I have. Poor All Reginald. Right. Reginald was a sommelier. Yes. And now he's the fucking Which court jester. Which wasn't the best gimmick in the world. None of them were. But he comes out of scripts with like a court jester face mask. Yes. And he does all this flippy dippy shit, and everybody's like, that's Reginald. And, <laughs> and it's, it's just absolute trash, right? Yeah. Like the, the whole thing is the, this gimmick is dead on arrival. Right? It's over. It's over before it even starts. Is this the worst gimmick since like the Shockmaster? WWE's had some bad shit. Like Lord Tensei? Yeah, like this. Uh, the Funkasaurus? Um, Funkasaurus was horrible. That was horrific. And yeah. they let that go on. <laughs> um, to the point where we got Funkodactyls. Yeah. It's a company of Funkasaurus. We got Naomi out of it, so. Yes, at least. but that was atrocious. Then... I would say Shorty G. Shorty G was bad. <laughs> no, no, Shorty G is worse than this. I don't know because that guy was le- he's legit like one of the best in the world. I know, but yeah, Shorty G. His basketball shorts were like oh, it was bad down to his calves. No, it was bad. No, that's but this was so bad. The reason why this was bad, like Shorty G, was something that happened it was on a major stage. I know Shorty G happened, and you were like, Ugh. like. But you already knew who Shorty G was, right? So you knew Chad Gable. He's like, oh, they sat on with a shitty gimmick. But you did all this shit with, like, scripts, and then he shows up like that. It's st- like, as soon as he came out, I was like, oh, it's fucking over. Like, what is this? I'll give you two that are worse. Immediately. Akira Tozawa getting chased in, like, his crew of ninjas. Well, man, got ate by a shark. He got ate by a shark. <laughs> Akira Tozawa, dead on arrival. That guy was crushing on the indies and in Japan, yeah, everything. Dragon Gate, yeah. And then Vince saw him and was like, ninja, shark bait, hoo-ha. That was bad. Worst, worst gimmick since Shockmaster. Retribution. Day they came out. T-Bar, <sighs> yeah, Mace. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, I don't even know what Mia Yim's name was. I don't know, but God, that was funny. It was like vengeance or, re- or some shit. It was bad. Dead on Arrival to the point bad. Mustafa Ali ran from the stink and they had to keep it going yeah. without him. That, yo, don't get me wrong. Retribution was really fucking bad. Vince is like, God damn. Retribution like, it, was horrible. It, it was really bad. But man, Shawn Michaels NXT, it doesn't look too much different from Vince McMahon, what he would do in NXT. No, no, no. So it's it's bad. Ugh. Sean, Sean's missing a lot more than, than Tri- and Trips giving him leeway. But Sean missing a lot more than Trips ever missed. But, but what is, what is scripts? Like, is he a face? He's is he writing a yeah, computer what, code, right? What is going... Like, it's, like, don't get... The green gear is like the worst thing I've ever seen. It's very bad. It, and then it was like... It's like, is, if he's a heel, he's doing all this flippy shit. And it's like... And it, was, it wasn't like, oh, I don't know who that is. It's like, hey, it's Reginald. Yeah, because the vast, like, covered his face. But as soon as you do the flippy shit... No, it's like... His yeah. new set didn't change. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's, that's Reginald. Yeah, no, nah, you got to scrap it. Immediately. Like, the mask you, at least helps you scrap it. Oh, my God. You got to shoot. Like, you got to kill that thing. You got to take it out and murder it. Like, it never happened. Oh, my God. That was bad. Non-person related, Raw Underground was also horribly shitty. 
Yo, they had the dancers. Yo, Son. At the stripper pole. I, there has to be a dark side of the ring on Raw Underground. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be. Because I need you to know. got to get Shane McMahon back yes, just for that. I needed to know the meeting and who was like, yeah, we should do some underground fighting. Because this is probably why Shane's no longer with the company. Well, this is Shane's idea. Yeah. Because Vince probably just went, this is my son, fuck it, whatever. He was like, yeah, we're going to do it underground. And then, you know, he had almost and you had fucking dancers. And- yeah, what was... Uh- <laughs> Uh, not Big E's bodyguard, but um, oh Apollo's, Apollo's bodyguard. bodyguard. He uh, was in there. It was it was bad. Yeah, he was down there. Shayna was in there for a second. Yeah, they put the War Raiders in there. Remember when the Hurt Business went in there and just beat everybody? Yes, up? that was the best part of it. Yo, they had that terrible like streets. Nah, Streets of Rage had had a good soundtrack. They have to pick a shittier video game with bad <laughs> hip hop music, and they would play it. And I was like, Yo, this, this that was bad. There's was a, there needs to be a dark side of it. Just yeah. for that. Just War Raiders are almost ruined down there. Yeah, it was. The it point was where they're bad. now repackaged with Valhalla. And I keep saying, oh my God. And I keep saying, like, you I don't mind the Valhalla shit. Like, just let them beat people up. I mean, sure, whatever. You know, it's like Assassin's Creed or, you yeah. know, whatever. But I mean, that's kind of what they do in real life. So, like, yeah. I, I get it. It, it. Like, it could. They had that costume in, like, in their normal day. I've, I've seen their IGs. <laughs> this is how they live. So this yeah. is not a gimmick. Like, they're just really being them. But Raw Underground, the biggest problem always was you, you can't do fake MMA. It just, it doesn't work. <laughs> you either do it or you don't. Yes. You can't play and be like, yeah, let's make believe MMA. The only person who was able to transition from MMA to pro wrestling and made it, like, really, really work, Ronda side, Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Ken Shamrock was incredible. Phenomenal. But for the most part, like, when you try to do, like, worked punches, Mm, it don't work. No. The Raw Underground was really fucking bad. I don't even know what the end game was. Was, it, was there going to be a Raw Underground title? Like, I, I need the Dark Side of the Ring because <laughs> I need, like, the layout of, like, what this was supposed to end at. Like, what was the end game with this shit? Vince, Vince went really bad towards it. Like, we're listening, we're listing a lot of shit that just happened. Yeah, this is all Vince McMahon shit. Yeah, it's all bad. But scripts, Shawn Michaels, what are you doing? I don't know. Like, at this point, NXT, the repackaged NXT, your your best storylines, your best people are just normal people again. So I understand Vince wanted these characters. And maybe this was happening when Vince made that change and he was like, everyone needs a gimmick. And they've been working on scripts for a while or something. But no, like it doesn't fit with what you got now. Yo. And there's no room for this on a main roster. This is very Nikki, almost a superhero-ish. Like, can you imagine... Reginald's, you know, because all the reports say morale's been boosted since Vince retired. Not for Reggie. Uh, Reggie shows up and change, <laughs> Shawn Michaels is like, here. He has him a hanger with his fucking mask. And Reggie's like, what am I supposed to do with that? Wear it. Yeah. And he's like, I thought the morale was up. Not for me. Like, if I'm Reginald, I want to leave the company. Like, I'm, I'm dead. I'm over. It's finished. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. I feel like maybe this is a little bit more of a Reginald idea than anything. Nah. Maybe Reginald's like into like some anime type shit. We'll like, have to oh, find out. Bring this to life. When this thing goes away because Reggie's close with like Ricochet and Apollo, yeah. like I will have to have one of them on the show and was like, whose idea was this? Yeah, please. Gotta have Reggie on the show. <laughs> like maybe a weekend or something. Because it's it's going to be scrapped. Yeah, WWE. So won't, like they won't let him talk to us. Like that that's <laughs> just, one that the WWE is like, nah. No, you. they'll be fun. They'll be like, you want Reggie? Like that, what a weird, easy ass. No, but they'll know exactly what's up. They'll be like, this motherfucker's gonna shit on gonna us. Sneak, right. <laughs> sneak that under the radar. Yep. On a WWE request. Um, nah, so yeah, there's some shitty gimmicks. But Survivor series really didn't feature any of those shitty gimmicks. One question I hated online immediately. It was, and it ended 
This shit was all over my Twitter timeline. What was better? Survivor Series or Full Gear? Full Gear by like a country mile. Survivor Series was good. Don't get me wrong. And they were both very good. I can't even compare them. They're so different. Yeah, but Full Gear was a better show. Like, come on. Full Gear. Like, Survivor Series was good. There's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. No. But Full, Full Gear, Gear had like one bad match. Survivor Series had like one yeah, bad match. Yeah, but Full Gear had like, there was so much variety with Full Gear. And it, it delivered like from Jungle Boy and, and Luchasaurus to the main event to the fucking elite and Death Triangle match, which was yeah. incredible. Like, it, it, the matches were, were great. This felt like a full story on Survivor Series. Like this show, to me, this this was a good show, but they have to do something about war games. It's a great idea, right? But the women's match didn't feel war games necessary. Like it felt like a Survivor Series match with a cage. Yeah, like because <laughs> war games and. Uh, Props to Michael Cole being able to talk about all the history of pro wrestling and talk about the Dangerous Alliance and everything else. But all those feuds were blood feuds heading into war games. Right. Like, but even the main event, while it was a great war games match, it didn't have the heat that war games usually has. And usually when you do war games, that's a reason to pull out blood. Right? WWE still is like a no blood policy unless, unless some shit happens. But it's like the first match, and as we go down the card, it was like, I didn't like the comparison because I was like, Full Gear was a better show, but don't, don't make this a bad Survivor Series. It was a better Survivor Series. But dude, last year, Big E lost clean to Roman Reigns and the fucking egg. Remember that shit? Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. So Survivor Series. Did you put that on my timeline? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I found the egg. you're the culprit. I did, because I was like, y'all remember what happened here? The fucking egg. Oh, he really wanted the rock back. Oh, uh, it, so, it was so bad. But this was a good show. But at Kickstarter, Austin Theory. Yes. But to start off the show, you did the women's war games, which, shout out to Bianca Belair's abs. What the fuck? Insane. Ridiculous. Montez comes back on Raw. Yeah. Looks incredible. So, you have Bianca, and then you bring back Becky. Yep. As soon as you bring back Becky, I was like, there's no way they're going to lose. Like That team is stacked. Like, it, it's unfair. I think everyone there was a champion. Yes. Like a solo. Oscar, Alexa Bliss, Becky, Bianca. Am I missing somebody? Oh, Mia Yim was never champion. Mia Yim was never. But they it was. It. It, it Rhea Ripley's on the other side. And I know she's like, why am I with these bras for? Because it's like, <laughs> like control is cool. Like, control's lost luster where Judgment Day has gained. Yeah. No, I, I still really like what control oh, is doing. I like them too. They just don't win enough. Like, give them back the tag titles. Something. They just need to win a little bit more. Yeah. Io Shirai is incredible. Yeah. She, but I, as yeah, a, yeah, I guess they are the tag champions. So that's cool. I mean, it's cool, but it, I, I need them to feel more important. Yeah. And there's a way to figure out, but this War Games match was just kind of felt like, ah, fuck, we got War Games. All right, let's throw them in here and let's have this match. But, but again, I, the storytelling during the match, I liked. Well, what are we telling exactly? So you get Rhea reinserting herself into the women's division, which is really good. Um, that's why, like, them choosing her was really dope. You now pivot towards Becky and Bailey. Bailey's in a tough spot. So that's a secondary feud. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she can win that, right? Right. Yeah, right? It's like, like all she's doing is losing now. Yeah, that's it's tough. But she's kind of like Seth Rollins-esque right now for them. It's like, how much is going to hurt Bailey? Like, she's made Oh, that's true. that's true. So, like, she's like Seth Rollins. Like, cool. Um, but you got to reestablish Becky, especially if you're making the mania push for the man. So it's like, all right, 
cool. We got that out of the way. And then it looks like Alexa is plotting on the belts. And now you're having her, like your close friend is really your enemy type thing with Bianca. Not only that night, when she's, everyone else is smiling, she's just looking at the belt. Everyone else is looking at camera. She did it again on Raw. So now you are evolving the Alexa Bliss character. I don't know if this means she's going back towards like the fiendish character. You bring the stupid doll back or Uncle Howdy's involved or she's just turning heel. Um, but I, I think that's a pretty good bridge feud for Bianca because I didn't know who she was going to face that, that to was, get her to me. That was my biggest issue. The match was fine. Again, the work, the work was fine. There's nothing wrong with the match. But as the match is going, I'm like, all right, Becky's back and she's got beef with control because of what happened. But it's like Bianca's like elevated where she's like, she's untouchable right now. Yeah. And Alexa Bliss being like a transitional feud before they figure out what they're going to do with Rhea because it's, it's very clear. It's either Rhea or Charlotte. There's only two ways they can go with it. That's about it. Because if you look at what Bianca keep, continues to do in the ring, you have to find a formidable opponent and build that person up, which makes you say, well, Rhea ain't eating no pins from here until Mania. No. If that's the case. Yep. But in this match, I was just like, ah, this is really one-sided. And the other thing is, look, if y'all don't figure out how to give me EO and Oscar, I don't want it. No, we need that. Like one of the nights, just on some random offshoot type shit. But the match, again, the match was fine. I thought it was enjoyable. War Games is a very strange match when it doesn't have a blood feud because of the, the time that it takes to fill up the ring. Yes, it does. So it's like you just kind of like, well, I can't win. I could just kind of kick your ass. But if there ain't no real feud between whoever's in the ring, then it's like, all right. I really could have just had one War Games match. And then this right. could have been a Survivor Series like yeah. normal elimination match, which would have been cool because the would've elimination would have told a, a different story, right? Exactly. Um, and you could have kind of got to the same place. But you could have had like Asuka eliminate Eel Sky. And it's like, oh, okay. So now you're building that out. Right. And then you're, you're getting there. You can still have the two women Win and, and, and it's fair. Like, I get it because, you know, the Becky and like, Bianca could have been the last two standing tall. Right. Against, you know, Bailey. I get it because, you you know, if the men are going to have one, the women should have one too. And I, I get that in theory. But in concept, I felt like a regular Survivor Series match yep. would have worked better. An elimination style match. Yep. No, I, 100%. Not that this match was like bad. I no, liked it. it but yeah, it, it could have been just a normal ass yeah. Survivor Series match. You could have told the same stories. I think it would have been fine. Oh, and by the way, we talked about Elimination Chamber earlier. You can just have an, a women's elimination chamber. You can definitely do that. And not a men's one. Like, yeah. you just have the women do that. Because there's two belts. You can have a Rumble winner and a Chamber winner. And those two be fine. Yep. And it explains their storylines. That makes sense. Yeah. So, with that being said, for Ronda, I know Becky's the logical like thing, but how do you cross brands? Elimination chamber would do so. I don't need Becky to win the Rumble again. Necessarily. Ooh, that's, that, that makes it tough. Because she could win the chamber. And then she no, 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 yeah. you're right. It's just nobody wants Charlotte to win the Royal Rumble. You put Rhea there. You could, Charlotte's not. Rhea. Rhea winning, winning the Royal Rumble would be like perfect, right? Yeah. If Rhea like ran the table at the Royal Rumble, then you have, then you look at him like, oh, they, that's a perfect feud. Charlotte, as soon as she enters the Rumble, you're like, oh, it's over. She's going to win. I'm not against a triple threat. I'm not against... Uh, I am. If Charlotte comes out and re-eliminates Charlotte, I, I want Rhea's I want ready there. Like, you can put him in there. I want... Like, I want whoever... Be, yeah, Bianca's there's winning. so many people at the top. Like, I know, but you have time. Here's yeah. the thing. If Bianca works Charlotte at WrestleMania, the Rhea match is SummerSlam, yeah. right? 
There's no rush. At a certain point, because you're going to run out of people for Bianca yep. to face. So you could do a money in bank. Yeah. Like throw that in on a random pay-per-view. But right now, if you had to ask me right now, if there's an elimination chamber, I would say absolutely Rhea Ripley should win the Royal Rumble. But I feel like Bianca and Charlotte's the match to make a major. It just feels big. Well, it feels big because Bianca, she said it at the end. She was like, I've beat all the horsewomen except for one. And she's beaten them all. Well, she beat two at Mania. Yeah. And she beat Bailey's ass all year, basically. <laughs> and it's Charlotte. Yep. And like, and as much as like Bianca and Rhea is a is like a rock and stone coldish type thing. They, they could be their two potentially biggest stars. But Bianca and Charlotte's like, you gotta put a cap on this. And I don't want Charlotte to come in here and was like, no, I gotta win. No, fuck you. You need to lose. Yeah, yeah. She gotta take that out. But uh her coming back and being in a prominent position should be good enough yeah. for her in that spot. And then for Ronda, yeah, again, Becky seems like the natural transition. Unless, unless you can entice Sasha Banks to come back. And then. I am not the biggest fan of babyface Sasha Banks, but babyface Sasha against Ronda I don't want that. would be a good pro. Let, let, let's just talk about it. We're not going up and down this card. This Ronda match was so bad. Oh, it, it stopped. And I felt so bad for Shotzi. Yes. Shotzi can wrestle. Yes. I know this for a fact. I've seen her have good match. But you put Shotzi into this feud because, ah, we need something for Ronda to do at Survivor Series. And you stick Shotzi in there. It's not like a real feud. No. And the feud seems to be more between Shayna and Shotzi. No. But then it ends up being Ronda. And they have this match. And as soon as the match starts, I was like, this stinks. I don't know what's going on with Ronda Rousey. She's regressed. Tremendously. Her yeah. mic work continues to be piss poor. But now her in-ring is bad. The, her terrible sell on the on apron DDT. And I hate this because I've never seen a wrestler regress like this that was just no. naturally gifted. We all know Ronda can wrestle. But she put in a lot of time when she first showed up. Yeah, it's She just, went down to the PC. She but, wrestled a lot. She came in. She was wrestling weekly. How do you get worse? Like, yeah. how do you actively... Take a year off. But no, you but stop doing the things that made you really good. I know, but it's just, I'm just saying, like each week it gets worse. Yes, yes. Because like the Liv Morgan feels like, all right, fine, whatever. But now it's like the shots. This is the worst one she's done. And then the promo they had with her, her and Shane and SmackDown, like they're like two schoolgirls just like chatting it up. And I was like, what is this? How are you arguably the biggest MMA star in the world? MMA, arguably the best women's MMA fighter in the world. And fall off a cliff in two seconds. I, I don't get it. You stop doing. What you were doing, and then you tell everyone else they're wrong when they call you on it. That seems to be the trend. It might be. And people are calling on it, and she's just combating on social media. And, like, now it's like a, well, F you. You don't know. Like, I'm still, ch-. like, and you just regress because you, you're just proving people. You're only out to prove people wrong, not to get better. And the frightening thing about this is... We don't really know Ronda's mindset, but we do know that she'll take her ball and go home yeah. from the UFC, right? Yes. So let's let's finish. You will this. actively want her to take her ball and go home now. But Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, if you end up doing this at WrestleMania, yeah. do you think Ronda Rousey is going to be okay losing again to Becky? Yeah, I think, I, I think they're at the point of they may pay her to stay home if she doesn't want to. I'm I'm very curious if Ronda's like I think the MMA luster is worn off. I think the big star luster is worn off. She's just a wrestler now. She's not on TV. But I'm saying in her head. No, in her head, she thinks she's that, but you gotta tell her she gotta lose. And she'd be like, Oh, I'm gonna lose. 
And she's just going to go home. <laughs> she, she lost last time and she, you know, obviously went home. Yeah. But this time, she's, she's not getting heel heat. It's almost turning into go home heat. It's definitely go home. And if Becky is the man and the biggest, you know, once again, one of the biggest stars in the company, and the idea is like, oh, you know, you guys just work together. Now, Ronda's going to say, I want to go over because you beat me and you didn't really beat me. But the... But no, that's not the route we should go. I don't know if Ronda will, will be okay with losing again to Becky. Or she wins. She getting booed to high hell. Right. That's a tough spot. It's a horrible spot. She got to lose to whoever she faces because the crowd ain't going to have. No, no, no. They're no. tired of this reign. Yep. And I can't, can't I don't blame them. It's not bad. This match was bad. It's bland as hell. Anyone else, they take the belt off right away. Yep. But not her. It's Ronda so Rousey. even giving her to Mania is only because she's Ronda. Because she's still a star. Like, people go, oh, she's... But then you watch her work and it's like, her? Yeah. No. She's less of a star every day. She is. Than what she was. Uh, we had Styles versus Balor. Balor took a pin. Styles won a pay-per-view match. I was, I was surprised that, that Styles won because I felt like we're still building momentum with Judgment Day. Good match. Good match, but I was like, man, there's, there's more between these two. You give me this match like five years ago, they tear the house down. Yeah. I don't know if it was they want to let there be something more left in the tank because these two naturally, like, I don't know. Vince ruined it. I'll just blame Vince McMahon. <laughs> because when they first showed up and it was like, oh, my God, two of the leaders of the Bullet Club. And they refused to acknowledge it on television. Yeah. Now you can, but it's not the same. Yeah. I, this I'm keeping it a buck. The Bullet Club's not the same anymore. No, anymore. not at all. But I'm just saying, at that particular moment when Styles and Balor were facing off back then, yeah. you were like, wow. Those now it's fun. like, okay. And then the match happens. It's like, it was good. But man, it could be great. Those two have a match in them that could, like, if them two Rollins figure out a triple threat, they can absolutely tear houses down. Yes. Let them do what they want to do. But Smash was good. It was fine. Talk about triple threat. We had one. Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory. Theory won. Phenomenal match. Wasn't too long. No. I love the spots in the match. The booking perfectly put together, in my opinion. I love the finish. Yeah. Just Rollins going for his usual Falcon Arrow, like, roll up, and then Lashley hit him with the spear. In theory, just throwing the arm over. I didn't need the cash in to get here. I know. But I know getting off, like, just let him lose to Roman. Yeah. Because maybe that gives you some more down the line. Like, yo, I lost my title shot. Like, that'll fuel you maybe, like, three years from now. Um, but this match and him becoming champion, is right. He feels he's the youngest U.S. champion ever. That's a great accolade. Like, this is where he should be. Yeah. On the mid-card, building himself up. And now he has good heel heat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, he's, there's no denying that Theory's an incredible talent. Yes. Like, from day one, anybody that saw him and, like, evolve was like, he's the guy. He's it. Like, and they let him grow some facial hair so he doesn't look like a young dork anymore. <laughs> he doesn't do the stupid selfies. He has an edge. It's yep. what I've always said. Who the fuck is Riddle, by the way? A-Town down. I don't know what happened to Riddle. Anyway. He wrestled like two weeks ago. I know, but it's like he vanished. Like yeah. after beating Rollins, Rollins continued to work and then Riddle just kind of disappeared. Anyway, Theory's like that guy that I already know what you're going to say and I'm going to steal it from you right now. It's Theory and Cena at WrestleMania. 100%. Like for the U.S. title. 100%. Like, Greatest U.S. champion. Right. Versus this kid who thinks he is come on. the best shit ever. Like you want to you make one of the best WrestleManias on paper in a long time? That's the match. That is it. That is the few. That's blockbuster money match. The legend versus the future. It's like, that's, that's it. That, that is it. I love the triple threat. 
The only qualm is so minor is I wish Lastly, was very light on that spear, and I get it. Was. It was. Yeah. Like, kind of like flip, and like the shoulder didn't really connect. It was a great spot. I was just like, damn, if you would have hit him, then you might have hit him and fucked yeah, everybody up. Yeah, the other guy is like in the air. <laughs> like <laughs> broke, broke his neck or yeah, whatever. you got to like roll out of the way so they could fall safely. So I, I guess we're going to go back to Brock and Bobby at some point. Though it should be. Right. Unless... Gunther gets involved with Brock in, in some way I, or fashion. Sorry, I still think Gunther fucks everybody up. Like, he's just that guy. Uh, that might be a good mania feud for Riddle. Could be. My only concern with Rollins. Have a first of all, star match in PWG. First of all, Rollins showing up in lingerie was interesting. That was a twist. <laughs> uh, listen. It man, straight lace on. That's a fire-ass fit, though. <laughs> <laughs> he came out with it over. I was like, what? But, so, I, I was like, Oh, here we go. Turn to Rollins' baby face again. It is never ends well. No. But it's starting well. It always starts well. I like it so far because they didn't take away all his edge. I know, but it's, it's not corny white meat baby face yet. I, I, I just hope him and Hunter have a conversation like, look, if you want this to work, I still got to be a dick to a certain point. Yes. Like, please don't turn me into white meat baby face. No, outfits help. He looks like a dick. He had like lace laundry. <laughs> I was like, all right. And I'm just the top. He was like, shh, let him sing my song. And, and the I was pants. Like, yeah. I was like, is this Prince? <laughs> That's what I need. Some mist and shit? Yeah, just a real androgynous, like, dope-ass baby face work. <laughs> That's all I need. And Theory, people, I saw people say, oh, he crushed Theory already. Why is this? Nah. I'm like, nah, like, he, he's doing what he's supposed to do. So, no, I, I like it. I can't wait to see if those two have the program going forward to the Rumble. It's cool with me. Again, Seth Rollins losing never hurts Seth Rollins. No, he's good. And then main event, Bloodline versus Brawling Brutes, Drew Mack, Kevin Owens. Amazing story. Amazing story. I just wish it had blood. My only complaint is like a War Games match with these physical people in the ring. Somebody need to believe. But this was, (laughs) this was very, like, I thought Sami Zayn was going to cost him. No. We keep this thing going. And the, the, the report of Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns being pissed because Kevin smacked the shit out of him. Smacked the hell he out of smacked, him. He smacked Roman Reigns. Like, Roman's like, whoo! Like, yeah, they're looking at his face like, oh, shit. But this match, it was, it was fantastic storytelling. The end was brilliantly handled. It just makes me wonder, in a good way, what is Roman's next view? It seems reports, reports, reports. Like KO would be the feud, lose, and, and it keeps putting Sammy in that bind, which I like. I understand the Sheamus things or the Drew Mack thing because those are like big names. And Sheamus getting run is like cool because he's doing really well. But no, continue this feud like in an isolated fashion because we just saw KO versus Jay. Yeah. Main event, Jay. Great match. Yeah, clean as a sheet, Peter. Yep. You go KO versus Jimmy in a week, two weeks. Then you can go KO versus Solo, and that's tough for KO. But you can do that like, yo, you finally got to get over on Solo. Solo got some good wins so far. So it's like, damn, you beat Solo. Now it's KO versus Sammy. Yo, Sammy, you stepping up. You like the last line of defense. And then... Maybe that goes awry. You got to put a stipulation. Like, yo, if you beat Sammy, then you can get the shot. So it's like, Sammy, how, you can't lose this. All the pressure's on Sammy. Then have Sammy real conflicted. KO gets the win. 
And then those two are rumble. You build it out. And then now it's like, fuck, Sammy. Like, you were supposed to, like, hold it down. And then at, at rumble, you really start to see, like, the pieces moving. My favorite thing about this Bloodline feud is I can't predict it. Yep. I know where I think I want this to go. But the reason why it works is, like, this ending with... I didn't. I, I knew they were going to keep Sammy and Kevin away from each other the entire match. I didn't think Sammy was going to low blow Kevin Owens, though. No. <laughs> so now that it got physical, it's like, all right, well, kind of all bets are off now because you're going to hit your man in the nuts. Yeah. The Haluva kick was worse. Yeah, and then it was like after that, you hit him with a Haluva kick and then, you know, laid him out, finished the job. I love that they do that spot every time where, like, Kevin just lays on his chest <laughs> after taking the Haluva kick. They did it at, like, Battleground when they first came up. They did it next. And I wonder... This is the tricky part with Sammy. And again, because I don't know where it's going. I wonder how they're going to play it. When is Sammy going to bring up, you expect me to trust you? You turned on me. The day that you showed up, you turned on me. <laughs> like, you, you've been an asshole to me my whole life. Yes, we were in a wedding together. But the day that you showed up at NXT, I think it was a rival. Yep. You powerbombed me to hell. And then the next NXT, you beat me for the title. Because you didn't pin me. You beat me till they stopped the match. Yep. Fuck you. Like, that's what I'm waiting for Sammy to do. And, like, I want him to bring it up. Like, I can never trust you. And, you know, Kevin can say it's better to know the devil that you know than the devil that you don't because you don't know them. Yep. There's a way to play this. But I am so satisfied with the fact that I have no idea how they're going to get there. And every week continues to surprise me. Well, we going to get there. Yeah. With Vince, we never knew. No, Vince, you just, <laughs> you wait for him to fuck it up. Yeah. Hey, you'd be like, you know what? Let me see those ticket sales. Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> Throw Goldberg into the main event uh, for no reason. So, yeah, uh, like now I feel like we can trust that it's building to where it should be building. And it's refreshing, WWE. Like, I don't got to hate watch WWE. Nah. Feels good. Feels good to watch it. Like, everything don't hit. Nothing in, in pro wrestling always hits. The, they don't got too much, like, that's missing right now in this moment. Nah, Ronda I mean, aside. You know, the Dexter Loomis biz stuff. I like that on Raw this week. Giving out $100 bills. Yeah, Loomis finally gets the contract. It was promised. Miz an asshole. I, I just, what are we going to do with Gargano? And not in a bad way. Because if he's going to have his WrestleMania match, like, you got options. Gargano versus Styles. Gargano versus Balor. Like, you have options for Johnny Gargano to, to work a great match. But which way do you go? Because Miz ain't it. Like, get him away from the Miz. No, I think they... They might go until Rumble on Miz. Yeah, but, but then you got to move on from it. Like Gargano, if you're going into WrestleMania, you want to make WrestleMania a wrestling show, you know Johnny Takeover has to become Johnny WrestleMania. Yep. And he's got to give us a fantastic match, but you got to find the right... Where's Tommaso Ciampa at? That's the key. Hmm. You take it until Ciampa comes back with the Miz and you say, well... Johnny and Ciampa, you guys got to fight. You do that on Raw. You bring up all the history and everything. And the Miz tries to use Ciampa as a pawn. And Johnny reminds him who he is. And he's not the Miz's lackey. You have Johnny beat the Miz. DIY, baby. Give me DIY Mania Weekend against anybody. They go Viking Raiders. You can do whoever the hell you want. Put DIY in the Money in the Bank tag team ladder match that I pitched last week. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Because there is obviously DIY, there's a lot of juice in it. And let's just say we do this whole Kevin Owens, Sammy Zane thing, and they fucking lose to the Usos at Mania. DIY versus the Usos? Yep. Like this is like the Usos world tour right now of saying we're the best tag team in the world. 
Like, they will work everybody. Sammy and Kevin, as baby faces, could be like, yo, we don't need both belts. No, they don't. They, I mean, there's just a lot of fun to be had. The, they're in it. Again, good problems. NXT, not so good problems. No. WWE, they're all right. If, if you go day after Mania, say Cammy, Cammy, Kevin and Sammy win. You go day after Mania and you say, all right, say Roman loses. We're, we're not having undisputed champions anymore. You guys got to put one of your titles on the line. And for the main event guy. So if it's, you know, whoever the hell, um, say Cody comes back and he wins it. Cool. But you got to put one on the line. Roman could be like, oh, I want a rematch. Beat him for one and you, you split the titles and you're good again. And they're one and one. You figure that out down the road. And the tag team wise, you'd be like, yo, winner of that ladder match at Mania gets a title shot on Monday. You put all the tag teams in it. You get a title match on Monday. You tell me we're not watching Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus DIY. That's what I'm saying. Like this. Just on some like, yo, title Matt, can you come get this? And, and this is why I always say, I don't root for the promotions. I root for the talent. Yep. The WWE is all, they've been loaded with talent, but they just mis, just misused them under Vince. But now it's like, these, these are Hunter's guys. Yep. Kevin's a Hunter guy. Sam, they, these are Hunter's guys. And he's using them correctly. Yeah, he's like, ah, you know, we'll take. Like, even Pete Dunne is yep. like, all right, you're stuck with Butch, but you're just going to look like Pete Dunne. <laughs> you're still going to be a yeah. badass like Pete Dunne. Like, and I'm sure eventually they'll just do... Pete Butch Dunn. Yeah, he's like, oh, first life. And then they'll just drop the middle name. They, they have a lot going for them. And Survivor Series was a good show that made you feel like, I'm glad they don't have day one because we can just start working towards the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And make the state, because you got to build those views at the Royal Rumble anyway. And then now they got none but time. So like Pete Dunn, where maybe, I don't know Pete Dunn, but maybe he's like, I don't know if I want to stay. I want to go. Like stuff is shitty here. Now he's just like, oh no, like Hunter's in charge. I don't got to be Pete Dunn of old tomorrow, 29. No. In five years, I'm going to be Pete Dunn again. I'll be at the top of this car, the biggest company in the world. Yeah. Oh, and then just the final note on Survivor Series, the, uh, the hugs, <laughs> tremendous. Like hugs, the handshake, everything. Tremendous. And the crowd popping, which is, it's a good, again, it's a good problem because yeah. it's like. Solo don't want to give a hug. <laughs> He's too cool Solo on Raw. They, they, they can't. <laughs> Now it's going to become a new game. Yeah. How do we break solo? Yep. This motherfucker don't crack. <laughs> Sammy cracked him the other day, though. But he's just like, you on got a it. live event. Yeah, but you got to get him on TV. <laughs> yeah. And they had they were all standing there with their arms out, reached for a hug, and Solo had his arms crossed, and just, he ain't even flinch a smile. <laughs> they tried, though. I was like, this is. They this tried is, to get him. It's the best story in pro wrestling. It is the best story by far. Uh, before we get out of here, Sean Ross, <laughs> it was funny. He had posted, what's the, taking Brawl out, what's the biggest story in pro wrestling this year? And I was like, what are you talking about? Kiss me, man. With Brawl in. Like, with, with, like you put Brawl, Brawl out. No, you put in whatever the in there. It's the, it's, how about this? It's the biggest story in the history of pro wrestling. <laughs> I don't know. We had, like, Monday Night Wars. I mean, that, that was a great, like, but Vince is gone. Like, we thought Vince it, was It really going, hasn't settled in on me. Yeah. Like maybe that's because like that's we're what I'm in saying. It. Like, like the institution is gone. It's not like Nitro was here, like WCW was here, and Bischoff, and but most people grew up and only have known WWF and WWE and Vince McMahon from his commentary days to revealing himself to be the chairman and 
the owner and everything else, he is. We thought he was going to die in Gorilla. Hundred percent. He is gone, and the industry has changed because of that. He was fighting the change. Right. There is no like. There is no story. Definitely not in the two thousands. There is no story bigger than Vince McMahon by his own hand of fucking up, being removed from his position of power, and the only thing that he knows. It It'll is be the, bigger when like that Netflix doc drops or like all that shit that they're working on Vince related. Is it Netflix or HBO? Whatever it is. Well, no, they had to can it. They, so, I thought they were going to just another, add no, 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 this to the it, ass it, end of it. No, because Vince was involved. Oh, was he involved in that? Yeah, because Bill Simmons. It, it was. Sim, yeah. But the story of Vince McMahon being removed from power is, is it's the biggest story in the history of pro wrestling because Vince McMahon was pro wrestling. There is nothing that comes remotely close to a, a man being removed from power, not because he retired, because he couldn't keep his dick in his pants and paying off. Like, this is the ultimate Me Too story. Like, we talk about Harvey Weinstein. Like, yo, this man has changed the pro wrestling industry by leaving. This business will never be the same again. People are happy to talk about WWE because the man that is synonymous with pro wrestling is gone. I can't. The scan, the steroid scandal, the NWO, Benoit's death, Owen's death. Screw Vin, job. Vince is at the center of it all, and now he is gone. That's the biggest story in pro wrestling history. History. It's so hard because we're in it. I know, but. But maybe 10 years, we, we look back and be like, yeah, that changed everything. Like in, in music, what is the biggest story in the history of hip hop? Pac and Biggie died. Pac right? and Biggie died. Changed yeah, the industry changed forever. Everything. Right? Even when you're in the moment, you're like, oh, this is significant. Yeah, that's pretty big. This is Vince. There is no Pac and Biggie. This wasn't just Death Row and Bad Boy. Like, imagine if Death Row and Bad Boy were both gone yeah. at once. Vince is out of here. Gone. And he was ruining pro wrestling for all of us. Yes, he was. Like, we loved it in spite of Vince. Right. Because he helped us, loved it, and became old and senile and couldn't book a show no. for shit. And we were like, damn, I still love this thing, though. And now he's gone. Like, you mentioned Akira Tozawa. taste. In NXT. He did enough to give us a taste. Of it can be good. It can be. They just didn't want it. And when we did this show years ago, you was like, well, WWE be better under trips. I was like, not as long as Vince is there. Vince is gone. That's the key. <laughs> because all the time, I was like, it would be. She's like, no, Vince has to be gone. gone. He has to be like, gone. So like, he has to die. But he didn't have to die. No. This is. He killed his own career. Yeah, like 2022. Yeah, it's the biggest story of 2022. But there, like, y'all can. Debate me on Twitter. You could tell me, like, yes, death is a big deal. Don't get me wrong. Benoit, Owen Hart, those. But it's everything orbits around Vince McMahon. Yeah. And how he handled those situations. And he, again, yes, you right. say pro wrestling. It's like if, if Dana White died or something, UFC would never be the same again. He the is the UFC. But Vince McMahon's been here for like 40 fucking years running the WWE. Yeah. That's all he knows. Some people don't even know it's called pro wrestling. They just call it WWE. Right. He, you like, see any like if someone passed AEW on your screen, but like you watching WWE? They, they don't even know it's like the UFC and MMA, right? Yep. You watching UFC, but WWE has been here for most of us since we were born, my entire life, and it's gone. I think I was born around WrestleMania two. So. It, it's gone, and now it's better. Who'd have thought? Not me. <laughs> Didn't think it happened this fast. Not not this way. No, Vince probably got another ten in him of life. I, I mean, so I keep saying, been, like, it would have been deep. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's yelling at his TV. Like, listening to Michael Cole reference New Japan and reference, like, other promotions, 
what is Vince McMahon sitting at home? He's like, father fuck. Does he think this is good? It's like Vince watching this and going, it's not bad. Or is he going, this is horse shit. You can to show on this question. How fun was Thanksgiving in the McMahon household? <laughs> Trish was Scottish. It had to look like Rhea showing up at the Mysterio's house. And just fucking Vince dragging Trish by the leg and just kicking up. What yeah. have you done? <laughs> Incredible. Thanksgiving at the McMahon household was some shit this year. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the company continues to evolve. The road to the first Triple H WrestleMania is uh, officially underway. So can't wait to see how everything plays out. Thank you all for listening to another amazing pro wrestling show, if I say so myself. We appreciate you guys. And hopefully everyone had a great Thanksgiving week. Uh, have an amazing holiday season set up. We are wishing you guys nothing but the best. Thank you, everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, Wynn Resort, and Las Vegas. Everyone in the booth. Myself, the old man Andres Hale. We're out. Peace.